0: Greetings, and welcome back to the Talk With History podcast. I am your host, Scott, here with my wife and historian, Jen. Hello. On this podcast, we talk about history's continuing impact on us today and our personal journey through YouTube as we continue to explore, record, and share our history walks with you. Now, before we start, um, this is the section where we will have the five-star question of the week. And we're still looking for those five-star reviews in iTunes. So if you could leave us a review, that helps the show, helps us grow and get the word out. You may not know this movie we're going to talk about today, but you've probably seen many pictures of it. This was a groundbreaking film that defined and gave birth to a film genre that lives stronger today than ever. But did you know that it was produced on a shoestring budget at a no-name cemetery outside of Pittsburgh by two filmmakers who had never made a motion picture? So Jen, what film are we talking about today?
1: <laughs> In Keeping in accordance to Halloween coming up in a couple weeks, we're doing Night of the Living Dead.
0: Night of the Living Dead. So if nobody's ever seen Night of the Living Dead, tell us a little bit about that, and then we'll, we'll kind of talk about that. <laughs> you them.
1: mean someone like you, Scott?
0: Yeah, I had no clue. Night <laughs> of the
1: Dead. So, you know, Scott and I have been married for 15 years, and one of the first things we did one of our first dates was a haunted house. I don't think Scott was excited about it, but since we're newly dating, and i said let's go to a haunted house he was he was all game for it little did i know he had really never seen a horror movie let alone go to haunted houses and as we're standing in line for this haunted house they're playing scenes from horror movies so nightmare on elm street friday the 13th and i'm i'm naming off these movies as they just show in little scenes i'm naming them off and i'm like don't you know this and he didn't know any of
0: them i didn't know a single one it it was just uh, we didn't watch those kind of movies yeah
1: and i did (laughs) and um needless to say going through that haunted house was one an experience i'll never forget um because i was pushed through at mock speed because scott was right behind me and as much as i enjoy a good haunted house and the thought that goes into making a room and making someone scared. I didn't get a chance to really even see anything because I got just pushed through.
0: (laughs) And I'm so glad that Jen brought this up because I'll probably edit out this entire bit.
1: (laughs) Well, no, I think it's great because so Night of the Living Dead, he had never seen it and I was raised on it. So I was raised on it, not only because my parents are big movie buffs and enjoy all types of movies. But it was because it was filmed close to where my dad grew up. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. And so he always talked about it. And he didn't talk about it in the regards of this is a great horror movie. He talked about it in regards that this was just an amazing movie made by college kids on a shoestring budget that just changed horror movies in general. It was a huge influencer. And so he was, I think, always proud of that.
0: And this now, no, Night of Living Dead, just for anybody who, who has never seen it yeah. before, is not familiar with it. It was made in the 60s?
1: So it was filmed in 67. It was filmed from June to December of 67, released in 68.
0: Okay. And, in and, it, the, and there was nothing else that had been done like that before.
1: You know, so they're very much influenced by I Am Legend, that book, I Am Legend, that comes out in the 50s. And that book influences... Uh, their writing.
0: Oh so, yeah, yeah. That's the book that yeah. eventually Will Smith made the movie. Will Smith make the movie. Okay.
1: So nothing had really been made like this, but things have been written, kind of like this. Okay. And if you've never seen Night of the Living Dead, we're going to give some spoilers away, so just be ready.
0: And it's a like a sixty-year-old movie, yeah, so you yeah, know well. it's it's been out for
1: a while. It's been out for a while, and it's. It's been done over and over and over again now. But it's it's basic. And that's what's so great about it's it. It's black and white. It's black and white. It's It leaves more to your imagination than actually shows you. It's just these... The whole premise is they don't really go into it, but something has happened in this area where people have been infected by this virus. And this virus has basically reanimated recently dead and they went with recently dead because they s- they figured they couldn't have the makeup budget <laughs> to reanimate long-term dead right. so most everybody is i mean their makeup process is just dark underlined makeup and white faces and boom you're a you're a ghoul yeah
0: it was is it not uh you know the Walking Dead. No.
1: stop. You know no. level
0: of production.
1: No, this like it's not even like thriller with like arms falling off or anything. Nothing right. like it's that. It's
0: literally just like hunch over a little bit, <laughs> walk slow, sort of. <laughs> that walking super slow wasn't even really a thing yet. They no. kind of defined. Yeah. With this movie, one thing that I learned with you, and we'll get into the history aspect of of why of what we did filming the the the, the mm-hmm. video, but they. They really kind of, for film, they defined the genre.
1: They did. Because even if you've seen the movie, the very first ghoul, because they use ghoul, and they even adamantly say they never use the word zombie in the whole movie. Even though it's the father of the zombie film and the zombie movement, they don't use that word. I don't think I realize that. And so ghoul is the word they use. But the very first ghoul they'll encounter just looks like a normal person. Yeah. Right? He's like wearing a business suit. So they just see him in the back of the cemetery, going, "Who's that guy walking around back there?" So it's not like they even see someone looking.
0: And there's some there's some pr- relatively famous lines that come out of this, like oh, "They're yeah. coming to get you, Barbara." Yes, yes. Like you'll probably see that on T-shirts. If you're and I am not a, a horror movie fan nor a history fan, so this was a very interesting one for me to make. <laughs> once I started, once I saw the the, the clips, right, mm-hmm. making the video. I saw these and I was like, some of these actually sound familiar to me and I am not a yes. horror movie, f- you know film guy at all.
1: No. And it was um, it, yeah, it was it, a lot of the script was ad libbed, a lot of it was written as they were doing it. And like I said, it, it was just it was the basics, which sometimes the basics can be more scary. right So when you think of things like Jaws and you don't see the shark, but you can imagine the shark. Yeah. It's scarier for the viewer. And they, they kind of banked on that same thing. You don't see everything. You don't see what they're doing to people. You're being told they're flesh eaters, but you don't see it.
0: Yeah, so they're so really their film, the technique they brought yes. with that, that's a technique, yes. was, was not as common then.
1: Yeah, they're keeping the big parts off screen for the viewer to imagine it. Right. And... Your imagination is w- sometimes worse than what you could be shown on screen,
0: and the film kind of had like an extra kind of punch at the end,
1: yes, and they fought for that, so the punch at the end is um they their their main character makes it through the night
0: yeah he, he survives he
1: survives the night
0: he survives he he does away with all the zombies, yes. the ghouls, or whatever and,
1: and basically you learn like no one else survives who he was with, yeah. but he survives. And at the end, there there are people who are coming out helping because the I town, guess-
0: The town sheriff.
1: Yeah. Because I guess it was right. it was localized, yeah. right? It didn't go far.
0: So it was in a worldwide
1: event. Yeah. And so they're rounding them up and burning them, the ghouls. And they see movement in the house. And they think it's a ghoul. Yeah, and so he's the, coming out. The sheriff out, and his posse yeah. thinks, it's,
0: thinks it's a ghoul.
1: And he's coming out going, I've survived. And as he comes out, they shoot him. Yeah. And they fought for that ending because a lot of people said, oh, there needs to be a happy ending. And they're like, no, this is not a happy movie. This needs to have this ending. So, And, and
0: that, in that, when you were telling me about that, this was, there weren't a lot of films that had done that. No. Then. There so was, that, yeah. I was kind of like the really, the kick in the stomach mm-hmm. that everybody walked out of the theater was like, what just happened? Yeah. There's like, no like... I- and even you can you can look it up on YouTube. You can if if anybody's curious, you can Google Night of the Living Dead ending scene and you'll find it. And I lo- and I watched it and I was like, yeah, that's not a movie you would walk away like feeling happy about. But again, that's kind of the genre.
1: And it influences movies cuz now it's more common yep. to watch a movie that is realistic in the way that it's not always happy in the end. And you get to a real dose of, you know, what could be a a real moment and some tragedy. And so that is more real nowadays in movies. And so they're kind of, one of the first people to do that. And they influence, so uh, there's a couple things. Their main character is also African-American. That's right. And so they did not set out, for their main character to be African American, but the actor who auditioned was so good that they just said, yeah, make it him. And what was also interesting is their main character was supposed to be a truck driver and kind of, I wouldn't say uneducated, but basic, basic dialogue. And this this man who plays Ben, Ben is that lead character, is educated. And so he doesn't, he, he doesn't want his lines to be. Dumbed down. Yeah. So he he plays him as if he was him. So he yeah. gives, and,
0: and people have to remember the time. Yeah, right. And the sixty seven, sixty eight, like Martin Luther King
1: had not been assassinated.
0: He had not been assassinated. But that like civil rights movement was in full swing. Mm-hmm. Right. So like the the marches and yeah. the bus protests and all that stuff was going on So
1: this is a big deal to have your main actor
0: and and the movie just exploded, exploded. it was made for what a hundred thousand
1: hundred and fourteen thousand so they got six people together. And they each put in like a thousand, and then that was like six thousand dollars, and and then they got like ten more people that put in a couple thousand more, and then they just kept like asking people for money, and that's why it took so long for it to film. Yeah. And one of the reasons why they use the Evans City Cemetery, which is where we filmed the YouTube video at, and where
0: and it's really what like half an hour outside of Pittsburgh. Yeah,
1: and it's. It's a little cemetery, but they chose it because it's off the road and you can't really see it. So they could film there without being bothered by people and they really didn't have to ask permission to use it. Now, you'll see a lot of YouTube videos going to that cemetery. And tons of people want to recreate the iconic scenes of they're coming to get you, Barbara. And Barbara runs away and she leans on a tombstone. And at one point, her brother... um, fights the ghoul yep. and he gets hit um his he, head gets hit he, and he dies and he dies yeah and he dies and he, he becomes a ghoul yeah. which is probably one of the scariest things so it's interesting he puts on gloves at one point when he's talking to her and then when he becomes a ghoul and he breaks into the farmhouse that they're in he puts his gloved hand up on the wall just to make sure you know it's him it's him huh. and so um People love to recreate those scenes, but I wanted to do a video where I actually talked about who was buried in those graves that they use for the movie.
0: Yeah, so you so you researched the actual like when she's leaning against the headstone, yes. or Who's the,
1: Blair because the right. like, headstone's there, and and who is Kramer? That's the head, other headstone she's leaning on. So who are those people? So that's that's what I wanted to do because no one had done that, and yeah. here are these graves. Like I tell people, these are iconic graves. But who are the actual people that are in these graves? Yeah. So um that's what the that's what I really wanted the YouTube video to focus on as I talked about this history of the movie. So if you're interested in that, the video really goes into the history of those people. Right. And um but yeah, the movie is just so influential. And I nobody realized it was going to be that influential. So it 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 breaks. I think it makes from what I read, it's twelve million domestically and then eighteen million internationally. So which again,
0: this is the late sixties. It's
1: late sixties. So that's what, thirty million dollars it makes total on a hundred and fourteen thousand dollar budget. It premieres October first, nineteen sixty-eight, in Pittsburgh. And that's fifty-three years ago. So and it was filmed, like I said, the year before. And yeah, they, they, they just really, they wanted, it went through some rewrites. So you have like Ramiro is who wrote and directed it. And he had gone to Carnegie Mellon. He had worked in Pittsburgh. He had actually filmed some stuff for uh, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Oh, okay. And then it's co-written by Russo, who went to University of um, West Virginia, or uh, West Virginia University, but he had friends at Carnegie Mellon. So he went, he would visit Carnegie Mellon. And we always talk about, Pittsburghers call it Carnegie Mellon. It's not Carnegie Mellon. It's yeah. Carnegie.
0: I remember the first time you ever started talking about Carnegie Mellon. Yeah. I and mean, you kept saying Carnegie. I was like, what are you talking about? I don't like, why do you keep saying it that way? It's Carnegie Mellon. I've yeah. heard it that way my entire life.
1: Pittsburghers say Carnegie. Yeah. We put in the extra syllable. Um, and so Russo, who was his friend, had actually been in the army for two years. And so he had this idea of black and white, documentary style. That's right. Make it cheaper. Make it feel realistic. Make it feel like they're actually filming a documentary about something that's happening in this small town to these people. And you would feel like you are breaking that fourth wall with them. Right. So that was his vision. (laughs)
0: yeah and it's so funny when i I start learning about this because of the video, you know, you think about the Blair Witch Project. that wasn't the first movie of its kind to film this like realistic documentary style, right? Night of the Living Dead. You think of uh, all the pop you know, The Walking Dead TV shows. like these were shows that were kind of raised and inspired by this movie. And spin-offs of this movie. Yeah. To so it was once I started learning that I was like, oh my gosh, like this this movie is just like so seminal in this entire huge genre. I mean, scary movies have just grown and grown and grown and grown. I mean, they're much more common and popular nowadays than they were when even when I was growing up.
1: Sure. And they they wanted to capitalize on the contemporary commercial interest of that genre as well. So you have like psycho coming out around that time. And Psycho's also shot in black and white. So they're capitalizing on like, I wouldn't say it's a new genre because horror movies were kind of, you know, think of Dracula and Frankenstein. Sure. And, but something that was more contemporary, like you're not telling a, a story. Like this could happen in your hometown. Right. And that's kind of what horror is kind of reversing. When you think of Psycho, when you think of Night of the Living Dead, these stories are using real people and real scenarios that are undergoing something that's scary. And, um, at first they kind of like had, they wrote kind of like horror comedy, like the, these ghouls hang out with teenagers and stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, and uh-huh. they, so, but then they had changed it to this. And again, it all really came down to what they could afford to film. yeah, and, they couldn't afford ghouls' makeup. Yeah. They had to make it very basic.
0: Yeah, and you talked about it being off the beaten path. I mean, we went there, mm-hmm. and there's not a lot that's changed in the past 53 years. No, the graves I mean, look the same. There's we,
1: no tree beside the first grave anymore.
0: There's no tree beside... I think, like, the 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 entry sign to the cemetery is ever so slightly different, but we were able to match up shots. Mm-hmm. Yep. The gravestones are obviously all still there. Yes. The headstones, like... There is very little that has changed at this off the beaten path cemetery that was, you know, basically the home base for an incredibly famous movie.
1: Yeah. And so the farmhouse is no longer there. That's been torn down. And I think at one point they're over a covered bridge. The covered bridge is no longer there, but the bridge is still there. And then the, where they filmed the basement of the farmhouse, they actually filmed that in their like office basement. So like where they're working, yeah, (laughs) where they're working from. They're like, we're just going to film it downstairs in the basement. So you can actually still go there. And I think that's in Evans city as well. And, um, one of the things they had said, if you remember that scene, it's the daughter had gotten bitten by one of the ghouls and her parents are sitting with her very concerned and worried. And then the father gets attacked by the daughter. And then the daughter attacks the mother. And the, well, I, th- I don't know if it was Russo or Ramiro who was like, that's every girl's dream to attack her mother. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't remember that.
1: So I thought that was so funny. I was like, oh my gosh. So that's why he wanted to keep that in there. And so that's another realistic moment they really show because neither the mother or the father fight back. Yeah. Right? Because that's their child. And so this is something, again, basic to film, but very strong on the psyche because you're realizing that the ghoul has taken over the mind because the child is killing the person they love and the person they love can't fight back because they love that person. So it's one of those things that's so hard to work around, um, but has such a lasting impact. That it did. And it's, I mean, people still watch Night of the Living Dead. It birthed all these movies, all these sequels. Yep. And and even today, I mean, Walking Dead and things like that. But Night of the Living Dead has been remade a couple times. And I even love the basicness of the title.
0: Yep.
1: It's just Night of the Living Dead. So it's Nighttime, Dead, Dead who are alive which is completely polar opposite and
0: and, I, and even the the typography is very iconic mm-hmm. right so so if you're listening to this google really quick night of the living dead look at the typography and that's been used and reused yeah. so many times in horror movies or at least used as as inspiration for you know that kind of stuff and again this was 1967 68 when they came out so again it was a super fun one to make because it was just outside of Pittsburgh easy to get to if you ever want to visit it you can just look up Evan City Cemetery yeah. zombie apocalypse zombie movies all that stuff came from Night of the Living Dead so scary movies and zombie storylines abound in today's cinema scape all thanks to two film school graduates who dreamt big asked big and made something even bigger Night of the Living Dead is the father of zombie the zombie film genre and we were lucky enough to be able to visit the location where American cinema was changed forever. So again, thank you for listening to Talk With History Podcast, and please reach out to us at our website, talkwithhistory.com. That's talkwithhistory.com. But more importantly, if you know someone that might enjoy this podcast, please share this with them, especially if you think today's topic uh, would interest a friend, this being a Halloween-oriented podcast today. Shoot them a text, tell them to look up the Talk With History Podcast, or better yet, just send them a direct link to today's episode because we rely on you, our community, to grow, and we appreciate you all every day. We'll talk to you next time.